We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, I'll visit with Joe Boot of the Ezra Institute. We'll discuss healing from a biblical worldview. You can reach me to share your thoughts or comments about the broadcast anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623 623- 537-3657. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. Support for The Plum Line is also provided by Simple Turn. Their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to be joined by Joe Boots, an overseas guest from the U.K. with me here on The Plum Line today. I connected with him when I heard about the Ezra Institute that we're going to learn a little bit about and found a podcast that he had done dealing with medicine and healing from a biblical perspective. And as we tackle each and every topic and issue from a biblical worldview on The Plum Line, I wanted to address this important subject. And part of this will be just the consideration about healing. And does God heal everyone? Is that a promise that we're all going to receive, you know, physical healing in this life? Well, I'll give you the answer right away. No, that's not a promise, I don't believe, from the Word of God. And we're going to flesh that out a little bit, as well as some other aspects of healing, too, here on the Plumb Line. And welcome to the broadcast, Joe. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. I am looking forward to this, and I had heard of the Ezra Institute, but until I really kind of looked up this particular subject and found that you had addressed this, I didn't know a whole lot, and our listeners may not know anything at all. So let's tackle that first. What's the Ezra Institute uh, mission and purpose? 
So the Ezra Institute was founded in 2008, and our vision and mission really is to uh, help the Christian to think Christianly, to develop a robust biblical world and life view, and then be able to effectively engage the culture with an effective cultural apologetic. So we seek to in- engage the issues of our culture and from a, a cultural apologetic standpoint, and then we seek to equip Christians to develop a robust Christian philosophy of life. And when we say that, we mean a Christian understanding of reality that applies to all areas. So one of the things that would differentiate us, one of our strap lines is informing faith, reforming culture, is that our concern is not just to address what would be considered that the traditional or typical areas of Christian apologetics, does God exist? What about evil and suffering and other religions? Or traditional challenges to the faith, like the question of miracles. We, of course, will speak to those where they come up, but we're also concerned with, well, what does it mean also to develop a defense of the Christian view of society, of law, of politics, of education? of the arts, of the sciences? What does it mean to truly develop a Christian mind so that we can be about recovering our culture to the glory of God? So Ezra Nehemiah used to be one book. So the name of the organization is after the biblical character Ezra, who was a scholar who called the people of God away from their syncretistic worldview, where they tried to blend their faith with paganism, and called them back to faithfulness to the whole word of God so that when Nehemiah comes looking for volunteers for the rebuilding of the city, he finds some volunteers. And so we see our work as preparing the people of God for the rebuilding task of Christian civilization culture, really. Mm, I love the mission and vision. It aligns very well with what the Plumb Line is seeking to accomplish as well. And I realize that I didn't give a very good formal introduction here. The Reverend Dr. Joe Boot is my guest, founder and president of Ezra Institute. And so you heard from him a bit already without my official introduction. But thank you, Joe, for sharing that. And so the Ezra Institute has locations in the UK and United States and Canada, is it? That's correct. Yeah, we, we're in Canada, just outside of Toronto, uh, which is where we were founded. We have an office in Tennessee, in Chattanooga, and also just between London and Cambridge in the United Kingdom. Awesome. Well, I do hope and pray that we'll be able to connect you and myself and some of your other fellows and speakers often on the Plumb Line, because I know you have lots of great speakers who address a number of different topics, things that I would like to cover as well here on the Plumb Line. But the one today is dealing with medicine and healing. And as I said, it is a great podcast that people can look up on this particular subject. I have that open in front of me. It's EzraInstitute.com. Just check out the resource library and you'll find a number of podcasts there, but one's a distinctly Christian view of healing at EzraInstitute.com. I would note that in that podcast, you start off very early on with Exodus 15.26, and as I listen to you share that, and I'll have you bring that up again if you have it open in front of you, otherwise I can share it too, I've got it here, but I wanted to have you kind of start this broadcast as well with that, because I think it's a good reference to set the stage, if you would. Yeah, the Lord says there, if you will carefully obey the Lord your God to do what is right in his eyes, pay attention to his commands and keep all his statutes, I will not inflict any illnesses on you that I inflicted on the Egyptians, for I am Yahweh who heals you. And then they came to Elim, where they there were 12 springs of water and 70 date palms, and they camped there 
by the waters. So this passage is, of course, dealing with just after the Song of Moses, Moses and the Israelites singing a song to the Lord after their escape through the Red Sea and God's promises of, of blessing upon his people. Mm. And just share with us kind of why you started there as you did this lecture that you gave that, again, people can find at EzraInstitute.com. What's the reasoning for starting there? Well, I think the biblical world and life view, like many things, many different areas of our lives, conditions a great deal upon our faithfulness and obedience. So we can talk about a general pattern of life, a general um, expectation that the one who walks with God, serves God, and obeys God can have, that God is with him. Think about, for example, Psalm 1, which in many respects summarizes the message of the Bible about walking with God and leading a fruitful life over against walking in the ways of, of wickedness. Think about promises in the scriptures to faithful churches in the book of Revelation, or the promise that Paul cites, actually, when he cites the commandment in Ephesians. He tells us that honoring your parents is a first commandment with promise, that it will go well with you and you live long in the earth. So I started there in, I think, the lecture you're referring to, where I think I'm actually addressing doctors, with the covenantal character of God's dealings with us in so many ways, in which he says that when we walk with him, when we obey him, when we serve him, we can expect him to be with us. In Deuteronomy 27 and 28, we have the blessing and cursing of God invoked on a nation, actually, for obedience or disobedience. So there is a what we can call a pattern of life. You know, the King David was able to to say that he'd been young and now he's old, but he'd, he'd never seen the righteous forsaken. We're assured that God is with us even through the valley of the shadow of death as his people, and that we can pray bold covenantal promises into our lives and into our families. I'm a big believer in praying big, bold, courageous prayers, and then trusting in the goodness, the sovereignty, the faithfulness of God. So I do think that God's covenant is always a good place to start when we talk about the Christian life and its meaning in all of its facets. Mm, Yeah. And you quickly move into, and this is where I want to go as well, creation and the fall. Because if we're going to talk about healing, we probably should talk about the the need for healing in the first place. Were it not for the fall, uh, my understanding is we wouldn't have needed healing from any diseases or afflictions. And so we've got to look to the creation and the perfect Garden of Eden and then the fall of man to get an understanding, right? Quite. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, we could paint the picture of the Christian world and life view as creation, fall, redemption, and then restoration, consummation. And so the reality, and in fact, the whole direction of the message of the kingdom of God in Scripture involves this movement from uh, our original state of innocence. And of course, in the Garden of God, a place where, where there was no death, no disease and suffering, to a condition in which we fell into ruin and alienation from God, and death came to all men, says the Apostle Paul in Romans, dust we are, to dust we shall return. And so the redemption paradigm in Scripture is, of course, the introduction of the new Adam, or the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
and his reconciling work of redemption in the fulfillment of all those covenants of promise. He is the the end, the goal, the fulfillment, the realization of the fullness of all of the promises of God in his work, in his restorative, redemptive work. And that that work of Christ culminates, of course, in the restoration, the consummation of all things, and the renewed creation in which, as Paul says in Romans 8, this this creation is released from its bondage to corruption, its bondage to futility, and it's liberated into the freedom of the children of God. In fact, Paul specifically ties the resurrection of our bodies, that that is the total healing, wholeness, full renewal of our bodies, with the release of creation from its bondage to decay. And until the resurrection, the creation itself isn't released from its bondage to decay. It doesn't realize that in its fullness. But along the way, we see the new creation. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. We see the power of the new creation breaking in. Mm, Yeah, and we go through a process known as sanctification, which we'll talk about more, I'm sure, as the broadcast continues, but I want to say that's very well put. I appreciate how you explained that, and I think that's a good moment here for me to transition and say that that explanation that my guest, Joe Boot, just gave, uh, if that's something that maybe you're hearing it in a different way or for the first time as you tune into the plumb line here and you're realizing that you didn't really understand uh, the brokenness all around you and the brokenness within you. The fact that you are a sinner, I am a sinner, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and this could be a moment for you where you're finally recognizing and realizing that and understanding that Jesus Christ took that sin, your sin, upon himself on the cross. He went to the cross, was beaten and brutally murdered, crucified on that cross because of your sin. And he did that all for you and for me, that all who would repent and believe and put their faith in him would be redeemed and forgiven of our sins and be granted eternal life in heaven with him. And this is in very basic form here, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if that's something that you're hearing afresh or hearing for the first time, reach out to me at the email address I'm going to share here because I want to connect with you more. I'd love to have someone share that they uh, became a follower of Jesus Christ as a result of the seeds of the gospel sown on the plumb line. And so reach out to me at this email address, theplumblineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B. There's a B at the end of the word plum. So the plumb line radio at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you for any reason, particularly if you need to connect and hear more about this gospel message. The plumb line radio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. We've got quite a bit more to come here on the first of a two-part broadcast on the subject of healing from a biblical worldview. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Batt at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. 
Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. If you're looking for a Bible college that, when you graduate, you will have little to no debt and receive the best Christian education, look no further. Whether you choose to go into ministry or come to simply learn the Word of God, Northeast Ohio Bible College is here. We offer classes at the college or online from the comfort and convenience of your home or use the classes for your Sunday morning or Wednesday night Bible studies. If Christian education is becoming to you, then you should be coming to us. Call today to schedule a class at 330-382-1151 or go to neobc.org. Hey, I'm with Michael Ross, the creator of Revelator Games. Michael, can you tell us why you developed this unique game? Sure. Let me just clarify something. So it's a small group Bible study activity with a board game element to it. I created the game because I myself personally delight in God's Word you know, through scripture memorization. So I created this game so that we can, one, memorize scripture, but also have fun while we're doing it. Mm, the Remain Game and more, you can check out Mike's products at revelatorgames.com. Thanks for joining me for The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast, my guest is the Reverend Dr. Joe Boots, founder and president of Ezra Institute, with offices in the U.K., where I'm visiting with him from, and also in Canada and the United States. And so we're going to just kind of continue discussing the need for healing here in particular, and then we'll get more probably into part two of the broadcast, or part two of the series anyway, about uh, healing itself, and does God want everyone to be physically healed uh, in this lifetime? Here we'll get into that more in the addition to come, but this fact that we all have this brokenness that we experience as a result of the fall is certainly not missed by anyone. And one thing that I I just recently was preaching through Genesis chapter 3, and at the end of the chapter there where Adam and Eve are banished from the Garden of Eden, and I was mentioning how that is an incredibly merciful thing for God to do, because can you imagine, uh, Joe, and I know I, I can't imagine it, but can you imagine if we were to live on for thousands and thousands of years in this, uh, you know, state of affairs that most of us are in. Our, our bodies, even if we're in pretty good health right now, our bodies are all declining. Many of us are experiencing terrible decline. And what if you had to live in that for thousands and thousands of years? Yeah, well, that's right. We're told that the general expectation is is three score and 10, that 70 years, and if by reason of strength, 80 or 80 plus. And you know, in a in a broken and a fallen world, there is certainly a a weariness that comes to us, and that weariness does grow with age. Uh, for the most part, there comes a point when most people feel like they're they're ready to go. And you know, I love the way actually that it's described in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter twelve, where we're urged to remember our Creator before the days of trouble come. And uh, we say, I find no pleasure in them. And then there's this remarkable, poetic description, one of the most stunning, beautiful descriptions of of the process of aging uh, that you'll find anywhere. That's the reality in a in a fallen and uh, a broken world. In a sense, as you said, it is a it is a mercy that we don't have to in, endure a state of suffering for hundreds and hundreds of years. As individuals, uh, the human race has, has walked through 
the Valley of Tears for, for centuries, but each of us plays only a small part in that. But I do think that when we feel and experience pain and suffering and disease, it's part of God's testimony to us. It's actually an ongoing part of the testimony to the truth of the word of God and of the gospel. All of creation testifies that it is under the wrath of God because of sin. It's under his judgment and in need of redemption and healing with wholeness. Salvation, actually, salve means wholeness in the Latin. And salvation is about the restoration to wholeness of the totality of God's creation. And of course, that includes our bodies. And when the Lord Jesus was in his earthly ministry uh, and is announcing the, the reality and the arrival of the kingdom of God in himself, one of the signs of the kingdom of course, famously, the Gospel of John is divided into the, the, the seven signs and the seven I am sayings of the Lord Jesus. These miracles are frequently miracles of healing because they are signposts. They are pointing us towards the total and full restoration of all things in and through Jesus Christ. So he healed lepers. He opened the eyes of the blind. He healed the deaf and the lame. He even raised the dead. He raised uh, more than one person from the dead, but famously Lazarus, of course. Of course, Lazarus died again. That Lazarus would have gotten sick and died again. But Christ's miracles of healing and even resurrection were signposts to the meaning, the eschatology, the direction of all history, which is redemption, renewal, wholeness in and through of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the trajectory, but in the meantime, on our way to the final realization of that consummation for the believer, even we, with uh, those who don't know the Lord, um, endure suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't do the British dialect, but I want to at least say a word that you probably would say over there, and that is I always felt bad for that poor chap, uh, Lazarus, because uh, he had to die twice, as you said. So uh, I guess in the end, he probably didn't mind because uh, he was you know, going to be with the Lord either way. But uh, yeah, it's always been kind of humorous. Poor guy had to die twice. But uh, I wanted to bring up uh, another verse here that we have to talk about when you're looking at uh, Christian context here, Christian understanding of healing. You've got to bring up 2 Corinthians 4.16. It fits so well with what you were just sharing. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And that tells me part of what we're going to deal with in the, the next segments in more detail, that it seems to me, the way this is put, that the inward is more important than the outward. And while we all desire, you know, physical healing of our bodies, the reality is we are wasting away outwardly, but we should be more concerned that inwardly we would be renewed day by day. Yeah, I think that perhaps a slightly better way of putting it is not that the inward is more important than the outward, that the human person, you know, the incarnation of the Lord Jesus and his physical resurrection testify to the unity of the human person in and outer man. But I think we can talk about the priority of the inner man in the work of salvation, because regeneration happens at the level of the heart. It's the inner person. The heart in the Bible is not the the pumping organ that pumps blood around your body, 
which enables you to live physically, but it's the root unity of the human person. We might also articulate it as the spirit or the, the soul, the center. When we use that sort of language, we're talking about the, the very center, the root of the human person, and not simply one of our functions. So our reasoning, our emotions, our will, our physicality, these are functions of the human person. There are embodied functions, uh, but the root of our individuality, the root of our existence is our heart. Out of the heart spring the issues of life. And so if we are going to see total renewal of inner and outer man, and there is no such thing as renewal and restoration that doesn't include the outer person, then it has to begin with the inner person, with the regeneration, the renewal of the heart. That reality then, in the process of redemption, works its way out and culminates in our total restoration, which includes the entirety of our outer person in the resurrection, which is the destiny of, of well, first every human being uh, to be raised for judgment, but resurrection life in a new heavens and a new earth is the destiny of every believer. Yeah, amen. Well, thank you. Very well put. I appreciate that. And we're going to wrap up this edition here, but so we've got a lot more that I want to discuss with my guest, Joe Boot, founder and president of Ezra Institute here on the Plum Line. And I'm sure there are a number of things that you would like to hear him uh, discuss as well. And I should let you know, too, you can reach out to me anytime and share your comments, questions, thoughts about the broadcast. And Lord willing, if you share, you know, something that you'd like me to ask uh, Dr. Boot, I won't be able to get it in here because we're not live, but you certainly can share that in the next time that I visit with him, which, Lord willing, there'll hopefully be uh, times that we get to connect uh, together, the two of us. Let me know and I'll I'll share that with him at that time. But the email address where you can reach me is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, and if maybe you've just flipped down the radio dial and realized you just caught the tail end of the broadcast, you can hear this edition and any other edition of The Plum Line when you go places that you go for podcasts. Take Spotify, for example. Just put in The Plum Line with Jay Rudolph at Spotify, and you'll be able to look up this broadcast on healing and others as well. We'll continue this discussion. Much more to come on the next edition. That email again is theplumlineradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.